Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. The new the voice new of voice success. success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison. Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, just people doing really cool things in their space. So we talk to CEOs, we talk to entrepreneurs, we talk to lots of athletes, just people doing really cool things that we can take bits and pieces of their journey away and and hopefully be able to apply them to our own lives as well. Um, and so today I have a, a real kind of mix of that, which is which is really nice. Um, I have Beata Antoninus with us today. Um, she has been a, a fitness trainer, competitor, as a really big influencer right now in that space. Um, she's also a holistic nutritionist, and um, and that's kind of brought her to her newest entrepreneurial focus as founder of Amino Snacks as well. And I know when we were talking just beforehand, um, Bieta, that uh, you've been starting to go out and, and do some of those kind of events so people get to know more about it. So thank you very much for taking the time. I'm sure you've been really busy lately. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's a pleasure. And yes, um, we are in pre-launch stage. So uh, it's just starting to get busier and busier. But uh, I do appreciate the opportunity to uh, speak with you. Uh, it, it's it's our pleasure. And, and maybe first of all, uh, we can talk a little bit about because you have had a bit of a varied career to get here. And, and this is something kind of new, very specifically with amino snacks. But why don't you work us through a little bit about kind of how you got here? What kind of um, background got you to where you are today? Sure. So it's it's been a it's been an interesting journey, I must say. Um, I've been in the fitness and health industry for 16 years. Um, I competed for about five years of it, and um, I think during those times it was so challenging with trying to be constantly um, super lean and fit. Um, I developed an eating disorder, which caused me to basically create my own snack line, but I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, So the competing started probably two years after I graduated from uh, fitness and health. Mm -hmm. I was working as a personal trainer and fitness instructor. And then I really wanted to challenge myself and see um, the shape that I can get my body in so I can help other people and see what that feels like. I always admire people getting on stage and I was like, wow, you know, one day I would love to do that. So I did a lot of research and my first show, I didn't get any help. Um, It was basically just myself and I was learning on myself. So Mm -hmm. I did okay, but I didn't do great. Um, My second show, I came first. I had coaching. It was amazing. Second show I won as well. Third show nationals. I came first and then I was invited to the Arnold's, which, um, was so exciting and um i couldn't believe that i made it now with that challenge um there was so much expected of me and at that point my coach was trying to push a lot of the steroids on me and i was super against it i didn't want to put that on my body but he's like you're on another level now you know you're going international it's so important those things otherwise he wasn't sure i was going to make it 
um, I believed in myself and I was like, you know what, I'm capable of doing this. And I did everything, you know, drug free, but because of the pressures, I felt like everybody was looking at me. Oh, you're getting too big. Oh, you know, you're getting too muscular, too bulky. Um, there was a lot of pressure for me to look feminine and I just, I felt like I needed to kind of please everybody from my clients to, you know, my trainer, um, long story short, I developed an eating disorder. Um, so it was really challenging in between shows to try and stay lean. Cause people are like, well, are you gaining weight? Are you losing weight? What's going on? Like, are you trying, are you trying to get too big? Um, and I think at that point, like my struggles really started with, um, you know, binge eating and then purging, uh, which was really challenging on me. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's, I don't want to say it's, it's common, but it's a lot more common than people think, I think, in, in those, um, especially when you are having to kind of go up and down in kind of um, in weight and, and how you uh, present yourself as well. I'm sure it happens a lot more than people are, are aware of. For sure. And as, as you grow with each show, you get more and more muscular. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then trying to get lean during the off season, I mean, sorry, during um, you know, when you're in the cutting phase, when you're trying to basically be the fittest that you can be, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you struggle with the food cause you're not getting enough nutrients or, you know, you're not getting enough, um, you know, satisfactory snacks, I guess. Yeah. You can say. Yeah. Now, did you, so what took you to where you, you know, decided you needed to change that? Like, is, was there some big thing that kind of just, or it's just that you decided, oh, well, this, this isn't what I want to continue to do. How did, how did that work for you? I had a lot of mood swings, which, I mean, there's a lot of highs and lows driving to the gym. I'm like, okay, I'm on such a high. And then the next day you're like, why am I doing this? You just feel like you're just, you're so low. Um, you know, and I think I got to the point where I would lose my cycle for nine months at a time. And, um, it's really not healthy for the body as a woman, uh, cause you're supposed to maintain a certain amount of body fat. <clears throat> I am getting a, a cyst, which burst. So oh, the doctor, wow. um, maybe you should really, uh, reassess whether you want to continue with this or not. Um, I really enjoyed it, but at the same time, there's a time where your body kind of says, okay, I think it's time to move on to bigger and better things. Yeah. Um, say goodbye to that um, and just focus on my health. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, um, you know, after, after you've decided that that's the move you're going to make, did you, did you kind of do something in between? Did you start thinking about kind of what you were going to build now? How, how did that work after, uh, after deciding not to compete anymore? Absolutely. So um, when I was struggling during those times, um, yeah. I started to kind of play around with different ingredients that I was, that I can eat that I didn't feel guilty about. So that was, you know, protein powders and nut butters and stuff. And I started to kind of make my own snacks. And the main thing for me was to be able to eat something that satisfies my cravings um, and doesn't make me feel guilty. So then at that point I was like, okay, I feel good about what I eat. Um, so I don't have to look for my next fix or sugary things, which make me feel guilty, which obviously has a bad effect on you and kind of brings back those moments of you trying to, you know, um, get rid of it or purge. Yeah. Um, and then I guess by doing that, I started to share my snacks with my clients. I'm like, you know, um, I think, you know, this would be really good for you post-workout, pre-workout. It was hard to find really good snacks at the time. Um, and think there is um you know looking at all the different choices out there um 
you know, there's a lot of stuff that people put in their products that aren't good for you. Yeah. So really happy sharing my, um, my protein balls at the time with clients and they absolutely love them. They're like, okay, well, can I place an order for a party or, you know, can you make me an order for a sporting event for my kids? Yeah. And at the time I was working full-time um, managing and, and also um, training clients and teaching classes. So I didn't really have too much time. Mm-hmm. So on the weekends I would actually make the balls and I would do it for people. Then I got way too busy to do that. So I put that on the side, mm-hmm. which COVID hit that I had to move on. I left the club. I left my full-time job, personal training and managing and I was like, okay, now what? So thankfully I have an amazing partner who supported me through this and he's like, yeah, let's, you know, let's move on to, uh, let's create amino snacks. And, uh, you know, I know you really enjoyed it. I know your clients really loved it. So let's do something out of it. Yeah. So we did. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And, and so, so, so far, I mean, we'll go into a little more about kind of how it works and everything, but, um, has there been, um, what's been the biggest learning for you? Um, because a, a lot of people don't realize when you start to become an entrepreneur and figure all these things out, especially when you've got a product, like your product is professionally packaged. It's all those things. Um, was there, a, was there a lot that you had to learn, I guess, at the start of being an entrepreneur? Absolutely everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be honest, was, uh, it's a different industry. So I'm in fitness and health. Um, most of my life, fitness and health. And then that was the food industry. Now it's food manufacturing and learning that side of things, which was completely new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've grown a lot. I've learned so much, you know, um, you have to follow others that are doing what you want to do and really learning from them. Um, but the biggest learning curve is just challenge yourself. And at the end of the day, if you believe in yourself, you can see the end result, you can achieve it. You know, and uh, I really reflect every day on, you know, things that I want to achieve, things that I'm doing good, things that I'm not doing good. And how can I be better every single time? So just uh, just really, really focusing on the next steps and trying to be better every day. Yeah. So going along with that, because I'm sure it, it translated a little bit from your kind of past experience too, but um, how do you approach setting goals for your, for your company and for yourself? Like, it, it, are you a person who, you know, do you write everything down? Do you kind of have very specific goals? Do you just kind of go with things a little bit? How do you approach it? So every morning I have my routine, five o'clock in the morning, I'm up. I use my red light therapy, join my red light therapy um, and meditate. So I really try and process everything or shut my brain off, even though I just woke up. Um, and then after I grab a piece of paper and pen, have my lemon water and write down all the goals for the day, um, kind of go back to my goals for the week, really assess and reflect and see, you know, what do I need to work on? What's priority? What, um, what do I need to get done that I haven't gotten done? And, um, you know, the list changes as you go. So certain things that were priority kind of get, bump down on the list and then something else becomes a priority. So my list is uh, daily, weekly, and then I have monthly goals as well. Um, you know, and then yearly goals. Yeah. And, um, and how do you, 
I mean, the one thing that can shift a little bit when you're doing, you know, doing the starting phase of something is, is how you, how you balance your own life, I guess. It sounds like you do a lot of that first thing in the morning just to, to kind of do, but how do you, how do you do that when you've got, um, you know, you, you mentioned you have a significant other, you've got, I'm sure lots of just your own things you want to be able to accomplish outside of your work. Um, how do you try to balance those things? Um, so I'm a big believer in time for myself. Like that's how I recharge. So I make sure that at least once a week I have half a day or that day to myself to basically um, do something that I enjoy, whether it's, you know, doing a little spa day or, you know, reading a book uh, for the whole day or, you know, whatever it is that charges you. Um, it's so important for me to have that. Otherwise, I just feel like I, I just I'm not productive. Yeah, so that that's the main thing for me is making sure that I have time to myself. But I do have two step kids as well, so that keeps me busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I still teach in the mornings. I have um, a great group of people, women that I teach for, so we kind of train together three, four times a week. Um, so I have that going, and then of course, exercise is huge for me. It keeps me grounded. Um, it really increases my productivity, creativity, and um, I am so much calmer when I exercise and you can ask my partner, I go two, three days and he's like, please go to the gym. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, at that point, I just drive him crazy and yeah. um, exercise is a big thing for me. Um, I'm all about self-care. Yeah. Um, so Yeah. Good. Um, and you mentioned earlier that, um, you have to kind of, um, when you're, when you're learning things, you have to look to other people and, and look at what other people are doing in the space and learn from that. Um, do you have any specific mentors or do you have, do you have people you kind of look to and think, oh, I'd like to, to be able to, to kind of be there one day? How does, how is that for you? Sure. So I'm, I've kind of, I've really followed this smart, sweet story of how the girl develops uh, candies that she could eat without feeling guilty. So it's kind of a very similar to my story because I created a, a product that I can eat without feeling guilty. And I know there's a lot of people out there um, that look for certain foods where they're satisfied with them, but then also at the same time, they don't feel guilty. So that was the number yeah. one thing. And what she did was absolutely brilliant incredible and um yeah i definitely look up to her story and, and what she did so yeah yeah very cool there's uh, and there's lots of great people from that end to, that have done similar uh-huh. things recently it's a good it, it, it's obviously an important thing right now maybe, maybe you can talk about that too that um you know what um uh, other than it being something that you know is obviously nutritious and everything but tell us a little bit about you know what what the product does like is it a is it a regular protein ball is it you know what what is amino snacks in most ways? So, so amino snacks. So amino is amino acids. Um, so that's the smallest uh, building block of protein. And I wanted to create something a lot, something for the vegan people. I'm not. Mm. I'm not vegan. I do believe that. The, I think maybe eighty percent of my diet is plant based. Um, I wanted to create a product that's low in sugar that is mostly allergen free so it's gluten free um i this one does have peanuts and almonds in it but we do have a nut free version coming out so i did consider all the people with the different allergens yeah um, the sugar only comes from dates so there's no added sugars there's no um preservatives in it i tried to make it as clean as possible but obviously you need to add some flavoring in order for it to taste good sure. um so i 
create a product that was as clean as it, I can possibly make it, but also tastes like dessert. So our tagline is healthy snacks that taste like dessert. Yeah. Um, so what's in it is a nut butter base. Um, there's pea and hemp protein in it. So there's eight grams of protein for the two ball serving. Uh-huh. It's high in fiber. So it's got six grams of fiber as well. And um, every, every one of our products is going to have turmeric in it. So I love my turmeric in the morning. I use curcumin. I throw a whole root in my smoothie. So I'm a huge believer in that anti-inflammatory properties. Mm-hmm. And um, the snack that I've created is good for everybody. It's good yeah. for kids. It's good for men, women, all different age groups. We've been handing out samples now for the past month. And we've had, honestly, 100% positive feedback. I'm so excited. We're just getting started. Um, we have two flavors that we're launching right now. It's... Um, so one is a caramel macchiato. This one's peanut butter chocolate chip. Yeah. And sometime in the year in 2023, we're going to have the nut-free version. So wow. it'll be an amazing act for our parents that they can pack for their kids and their kids' lunches. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I will tell you, I, they taste great. Like, I think that's that's the other thing. And and I'm I'm not just saying that. I am saying I have had some. So they... Oh. Uh, they, they do. They taste fantastic. So, um, you know, I, I think that's the other thing is if, if you can get something healthy for your family and uh, and be able to have it so it it tastes good, you know, it, I think that's a fantastic thing. Absolutely. I'm glad you tried them. And yeah, for our number one thing is why a consumer is going to buy something is for the taste. Yeah. All the, every speaker that I've listened to, the number one thing, if it doesn't taste good, no one's going to buy it. So yeah. I want that our product um, is the best tasting. Um, you know, we're trying to be affordable as possible too, but it is a premium product. Um, you know, it doesn't compare to like a regular chocolate bar. There's, you know, expensive ingredients in it. And as you know, the cost of everything has gone up. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, um, I've noticed is, is that you also have, um, a give back portion to it too. You have a charity kind of piece attached to it, which I thought was really nice as, as well. And why don't you talk about that, about how you, how you aligned it from that end as well. So I'm a huge dog lover. Um, I think in my past life, I was a dog because uh, I'll be walking on the street. I literally need to stop and pet every single dog out there. Um, The reason why I'm giving back to dogs on the islands is I had a personal experience. Um, I went to Turks and Caicos and there was a dog um, basically on the beach that kind of lived there and locals would feed it and, um, you know, visitors and stuff would feed it as well. But I grew super attached. And, um, when it was time to leave, I'm like, I want to take this dog with me, but I couldn't. And I remember driving back to the airport. I saw all these dogs on the street and I'm like, I felt so bad. Like I was literally like, I want to adopt all of them. I want to bring them all back and give them a chance to, you know, feel what it's like to be, you know, sleep in a warm bed, to be loved and cuddle. Um, yeah, so that right there made me come back and I'm like, when I launch my company, I'm like, that's that's my give back. That's who I want to help. Yeah. Is uh right. homeless dogs and I want to make sure that, you know, I can help as many as I can. So 
everybody that purchases amino balls is basically helping as well. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's that's really cool. Um, uh, so the other thing is you have you have a big social media following, and I wonder how um, you know when you curate that community, how does that translate into you know when when you're looking at it from a business standpoint too? You've got um, your business that you're having to develop from that end. Um, have they been completely separate? Have you been able to use one to build the other? How uh, have you been able to do that um, from your end? Sure. So um, I think it's helping a little bit. But on my social media platform, you'll notice that there's a lot of like pictures from photo shoots. So I love to do my um, photo shoot pictures, which attracts a certain kind of audience. And um, with the business, it's going to attract a different audience as well. So they can tie in together. But I think um, with amino snacks, the audience is going to be a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely helps a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so what you know when we talked about goal setting a little bit um but um you know what do you what do you foresee like what do you want this company to be if if you look at this time next year and we talked again you know what um what would you like to see it kind of turning into so a year from now i want to be in all the big retail stores i want it to be known all over canada um i want kids to love it i want them to already have them in their lunches and uh, I just want everybody talking about it and because I'm so proud of the product and I like I love it and I'm the pickiest person uh, right now and I still eat my own product. Um, so I just I want every single grocery store to have this all over Canada and then year two um, we're going to push in the States. But right now we're not uh, we're not selling uh, yeah. in the U.S. Well, and how are you um, how are you connecting with customers right now? I know we talked a little bit about you've been kind of going out a little bit, but um, uh, what's what's the strategy around how you do that for the for a startup? Because that that can often be the 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 biggest piece is to get you know people to know about it. Uh, how, what have you um, been doing to to kind of help help get the word out there for it? Sure, face to face. Honestly, everywhere I go, I have amino balls with me. I hand them out. I talk about the product. I go to events and organically people just invite me out to do demos. Um, I've been asked to go to gyms. Um, Lululemon stores have asked me to come in and do demos. And it was all just because they saw when I was talking about the product, how much I loved it. They tried and they're like, okay, great. Like you need to come and share uh, with everybody. Um, A lot of other entrepreneurs, they see how difficult it is at the beginning. So they want to help you and they invite you out like gym owners, you know, they know what it was like to start and open. Um, so they'll come out and they'll be like, you know, come promote your product. You know, how can I help you? Um, so it, it's just, it's been amazing. I have amazing people in my life and I think um, organically, you know, you go and talk about the product and they see how, how much it means to you and um, you know, how good the product actually tastes and and the macros they'll, uh, they'll organically want to help you. So going to events and, taken every opportunity as possible. Um, all the trade shows, we've been traveling a lot too, and just kind of seeing what it's like, um, you know, and also learning about different products and what's out there, different trends. And obviously you want to see if there's any other product on the market that's close to yours. Sure. So, yeah. 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 No. 
Yeah. Right? And, and uh, you know, I think the, um, I, we've mentioned that we have lots of entrepreneurs who listen. And I, I think, uh, I think you're right. There is this kind of community of uh, um, knowing what it's like that, that does make a difference when you're starting out, because I think people are a little more open to, um, to helping and, and giving lots of good advice and, and things like that as well. So, um, uh, you know, just from a very broad standpoint, what we normally do with every guest yeah, is kind of ask a couple of um, takeaways. And I, I think people have already had some of those things because of, um, you know, your experiences, but um, maybe if someone's thinking about um, just nutrition in general, and they, they are maybe even right now, we're starting to get to that point where they're probably in a month or so going to decide they're going to, you know, do all of these things for the new year. <laughs> but, um, but at any point, if people want to at least take a fresh approach and maybe do something a little bit better from a nutrition standpoint, do you have a couple of kind of key things that, um, that have really worked for you or that you'd recommend um, moving forward? Absolutely. So my main thing is um, consistency is key, whether it's something small or big, um, you know, every day to be able to do something good for yourself. If you don't want to exercise for a full hour, just start small, do something for 10, 15 minutes, Um, you know, write, write certain goals down. Um, If you feel that it's just overwhelming or too much, let's say you want to kick the sugar or you feel like Um, you're just not on a good health kick at the moment, or you've just kind of fallen off. You came back from vacation and you've eaten too much, um, junk food. The number one thing for me is, uh, every week add something, sorry, remove something and add something. So what I mean by that is, um, remove the sugar for the week and then add 15 minutes of stretching. Um, you know, second week could be so that you're constantly improving yourself. Second week could be remove fried foods and then add, a green smoothie in the morning. You know, I like to kind of really map things out so that you have something to follow. But at the end of the day, it's, it's consistency. Don't just go on and off. Don't go all in for a month and then shut it down for two months, then come back on that. Just that's really hard on our systems. Um, and I see a lot of people do a lot of the yo-yoing um, and they just look exhausted and they're in pain and they've got a lot of inflammation. So the number one thing for me is consistency and make sure that, um, you know, you get a lot of anti-inflammatory foods because we are burdened with so many chemicals and everything else in our bodies. So make sure that you get a really good nutrition um, and then map it out. So every week, remove something and add something. That's yeah. that's me really, really well. Um, there's times where, you know, I've come back and I'm like, I just can't stop, you know, craving sugar. I can't stop, you know, wanting to eat junk food. So I'm like, all right, let's sit, let's analyze. What do I need to change? Okay. Week one, let's do this and add this. Um, And it's really well for me. So, you know, every person's going to be different. Every person's going to have different um, issues that they're having, or, you know, is it salty foods or is it, you know, well, and, and, and if it's sweet foods or or things like that, I, I would say, you know, even, and I'm going to promote your stuff without promote, without you even having to, is I would say that actually having something like amino balls is actually good because it gives you that flavor. Um, and you're not reaching for a chocolate bar. Instead, you're reaching for something that maybe has better, more natural ingredients in it anyway. So, um, you know, if, if people are wanting to follow you and follow what's happening with your company over the next little while, what's, what's the, what are the best ways of being able to do that? Sure. So our platform is at Amino Snacks for Instagram. And then now we also have a Facebook page, uh, which is also Amino Snacks. Um, You know, we are just getting started. So our Instagram account is slowly organically growing. But I know that once 
we launch and we're on the shelf, it's going to grow a lot quicker. Um, so those are the two main platforms uh, for them to follow. And then our website's going to go live very soon as well in the next uh, few days to a week. We're just waiting for our web designers to be like, yeah, everything's good. Green yeah. light. Um, yeah. So we'll be all ready to Great. go. For- well, and what we'll do as well, we'll put those uh, um, links in the show notes so people can go through directly to them. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how your your journey goes over the next little while. And when people start to see this kind of popping up at uh, stores around them and everything as well, which will be which will be great. So um, if uh, to everybody listening, if you haven't hit uh, subscribe in the podcast, do that now. We have great people every week. Um, and again, you know, I know that you're you're busy with this and any entrepreneur is busy when they're trying to get these things going, but um, you know, thank you very much for uh, for sharing with us and uh, and just for being here today. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, thank you so much for the opportunity. All right, and everybody else, we'll talk again on big idea, big moves. Thank you so much. Hit that subscribe button yet? Go on, you know you want to. Thanks for listening to the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at bigidea underscore big moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.